The Weekly Harvest, an in-depth look at the Brandon Weekings and the WHL. Washman trying to come up with it for Allison. Here's Allison right in front. He scores! Brandon Jr. Hockey fans, you've waited two decades for this. In the league's 50th anniversary, your Wheat Kings are the champions. Hey, welcome back to episode 12 of the Weekly Harvest Podcast. My name is Chris Falco, Director of Game Day Operations and Community Relations with the Brandon Wheat Kings. Joined, as always, by the radio voice of the Wheat Kings on Q Country, Brandon Crow. Weekly Harvest, as always, brought to you by good friends at Mainline Motors in Verdon and Bertle. Experience the Mainline difference where they make buying a new or new-to-you vehicle fun. No-pressure sales approach. There's always games in the showroom for a chance to win great prizes. It'll be worth your drive to either Verdon or Bertle. Mainline Motors, the king of trucks. They're big hockey fans. Uh, I've got a uh, ton of connections uh, in Westman. They got uh, a couple guys that played uh, junior, of course, uh, Derek LeBlanc, uh, former Wheat King, former Calgary hitman, played for Dave Lowry in Calgary, uh, and uh, they're a big supporter of the Weekly Harvest. Glad to have them on board. And uh, what a weekend. Uh, home and home, Prince Albert Raiders. Uh, Brian goes into PA, an overtime win on Friday night. Uh, Ridley Gregg was just a man among boys that night. Uh, takes over, scores in regulation, scores the OT winner. But then a tough trip back home overnight. You don't really get into your bed early enough. And then just a, a tough outing on Saturday. Decent effort, but uh, just kind of ran out of gas uh, on Saturday night. And as we were talking about, even this time of the year, you're scoreboard watching even on Sunday with a number of teams that uh, had three games in, in, in the three days again this weekend. Uh, Ridley Gregg and a couple more highlight reel goals. Heading into Saturday, he was riding a five-game goal streak, which is the longest of his career. And even that OT goal, just talk about like speed and just wanting it more. Um, he's been playing fantastic. And when you look at, uh, at the, the scoring race for the season... It was Luca and Ben kind of starting to separate themselves a little bit, and all of a sudden Ridley's put himself right back up, uh, up there. At this recording, you have Luca Burzan leading the team with 62 points, but Ben McCartney is one back at 61, and Ridley is one back of that at 60. So it's an incredibly tight race for the scoring championship. Um, Ridley m- making his case there. Um, couldn't quite get to, nobody could quite get it done on, on, on Saturday. Um, except Reed Purpleluck had a, had one of his better games that I thought in terms of. And he of was good Friday night as well. All over the ice, like laying down the hits, um, getting chances, trying to stay involved in the play, uh, and then scoreboard watching on Sunday didn't quite go the Wheat Kings way. Certainly one of those weekends where you know, you're know you trying to keep an eye on what's going on elsewhere. You know you got to control your own fate. I think Brandon did to, you know did that. They got at least two points uh, you know, of the four. Just I want to touch on Ridley before we move on. That's an eight-game point-scoring streak now. I mean, you touched on his goal-scoring streak, mm-hmm. but eight points uh, in his last eight, or sorry, eight games in a row. Uh, he's had a couple of multi-point games in there as well. Since January 1st, there's only been six games where he hasn't had at least a point. I mean, this kid's kind of just slowly climbed up the ladder. I know he had a bit of a tough start with an early suspension and some penalty troubles early on, but now all of a sudden he's in contention right there for the uh, top scoring award, which uh, could come down to the wire here. A couple of guys real close. You touched on Reed. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk to Braden Schneider, our guest this week, about him and the other additions to this club and what they've meant here on the uh, playoff push. But, of course, he scored a, a big goal on Saturday night. Good effort, uh, and Dave Lowry kind of reciprocated that in his uh, post-game interview. Just uh, one of those nights where they just could not quite get it done. Dave, your thoughts on uh, tonight? I thought it was a hard-fought game. Uh, you know, obviously you don't like the end result. I thought that uh, uh, the work, the energy, the intensity was there on our part. I thought that uh, we made a couple of mistakes, and, and they were a couple of costly mistakes. What can you take from the two-game set on the weekend? Uh, that uh, PA is a very good team. And, uh, you know, I, I like, we, we learn a lot about our group. 
and I thought, uh, like I said, we went into their building. We played a we played an outstanding road game, and we had everyone dialed in. We had contributions from everybody, and and uh, tonight, you know, the lesson is is that uh, when you get into the playoffs and you're playing the same team on back to back nights and travels included and all that, you get you have to find a way to mentally be ready to play a game, mentally be ready to stay sharp, and and uh, live learn to live in the moment. PA, uh, when you scored, they seemed to bounce right back. First period, second period, uh, that had to hurt a, a little bit. Well, momentum's all about, uh, the, the game is about very momentum. Uh, when you score, it's the shift after goals that are that are critical. And, and tonight we did a really good job of uh, grabbing grabbing that uh, second goal and then we gave up uh, we gave up on the next shift and these are all things that uh, you know we, we want to get out of our game before the playoffs start and, and uh, we talk about lessons and that's an important one how encouraged are you by your play five games left in the regular season now? i've been encouraged with this group uh, since the turn of the calendar i think that uh, we've played extremely well we have guys that uh, really under they really have an understanding on on who they are how they have to play to be successful and and, uh, you know, like I said, you're disappointed in, in this game tonight, but you know, all in all, our game is good trending in the right direction. Certainly you want uh, your team playing the best hockey when playoffs start, and that's kind of where, you know what, you can't hang your head after a loss to Prince Albert. I mean, they're leading the division for a reason. It was a real entertaining game. Uh, you know, chances at both ends, just uh, you got somebody's got to lose, right? And it's weird because in the past, you know, losses, you know, whatever, they happen. But this year, for whatever reason, from the broadcast perspective, you kind of forget at times what a loss feels like because the team's been so successful since Christmas. I mean, 20 wins since uh, January 1st, since the calendar turned over. Uh, you add the two wins uh, on the 30th and 31st of December, 22 wins since uh, basically since the Christmas break. Uh, this team has just done a lot of winning. They've gotten a lot better. And uh, moving towards the playoffs here, this team is, is on a real roll. And uh, it's certainly going to come down to the wire, where they finish and all that. We'll get to that a little later on in the podcast. But uh, certainly uh, good things coming out of that locker room. When you look at the big picture of where this team was in the summer with the announcement of the this is the first year of the new coaching staff so you're talking about the new systems coming into place you're talking about the, the new players coming here via via trade it takes a while for these things to click but once it started it's it's been a great ride almost looking forward to the end of the year just to be able to look back at the full perspective of really kind of what transpired uh and speaking of which would love to get his perspective on this uh joining us now on the weekly harvest a very special guest a member who of uh, who's going to have insight into the locker room and what the team's been playing like this year we got weeking defense Number two, Brayden Schneider joining us this year. The Weekly Harvest brought to you by Mainline Motors in Verdon and Bertle. Well, joining us now live here in the studio is defenseman for your Brandon Weed Kings, number two, Brayden Schneider. Brayden, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing awesome. See, here's the funny thing. This morning, I was trying to get your phone number, and I, your dad didn't respond to me. And I, I thought I had it in my phone, but I didn't. So I texted Will, the athletic therapist, and I said, can you give me Brayden Schneider's number? And he responded with two. That was his... <laughs> <laughs> that was his response. So thanks for that, Will. That's a classic dad joke. <laughs> that was a dad joke. That's exactly. awesome. But Schneids, it's great to have you here. Uh, I know it's a day off today, uh, but uh, a busy week coming up. First off, let's go back to the weekend. You get a chance, your final game of the year in PA. Are those your favorite games to play, being from Prince Albert in the Art Hauser Center? I mean, it's always special to go back home and play against a team that you've grown up watching. And, uh, I mean, the, the team they have and the team we have, I think it's always entertaining to be a part of. And to play in that building, it's always it's packed full like PA hockey what it usually is and it's always a entertaining game to play against them. So when you were a kid and going to the games who were some you know famous Raiders who you kind of looked up to? Well I was there when Morrissey and Dreisaitl were both on the team so 
I got a bit of a show when I got to go there and watch, but but yeah, I always remember watching Morrissey and Dreisaitl rip up the ice. Were you the type of kid that was kind of like, I look around that rink and there's a lot of kids running around playing mini sticks, shooting balls, running around the hallways, or were you the kid that sat and watched the hockey? I, I sat a little more attentively. I um, Our neighbor had tickets up top and he'd always give me and my dad and my brother tickets whenever we wanted to go, so we'd always sit up top and watch the game and watch the show going on that those boys were putting on. Certainly a dry settle boy. He's put on a, quite the career since he left oh, Prince Albert, hasn't he? definitely has he ever. <laughs> uh, so, Schneids, this is kind of your fourth season as a member of the Wheat Kings. You did get that one game back in 2016-17. Uh, what would you say is the biggest difference this season compared to the last seasons? I think just the the chemistry that everyone has in our room. It's a lot a lot tighter, a lot more. It's, it seems like one, like there's not... A, a person who's above someone or someone who thinks that they're below it's all everyone's on the same page and knows what they have to do to get the win and I think that's the main thing that I think is doing us well this year and I think that's that's been a big change so when when hockey camp came around and the team had or when uh, the the kids hockey camp came around and the, the team had made the announcement and whatever I, I talked to Ben McCartney he said the first thing he did was he YouTube Dave Lowry and he watched a couple of his shifts and maybe some fights and things like that when you heard Dave Lowry was the coach what was your first thoughts you probably are too young to remember him playing but what kind of thoughts went through your head and is it what you expected um I, yeah I mean I first thing I did was I I did what, what Ben would have done I would I, <laughs> I safaried him and seen what he had under his his belt as a in his career and he he brings everything that his stats and personal or how he holds himself brings. He's a, a guy who expects nothing else but to, to work. And he, if you work for him, he'll give you days off like a Monday day off today and make sure that you're ready to go for the next weekend. So I think uh, that's the main thing. If you work for him, he'll reward you with with what you want. Well, certainly uh, it's different. I mean, you go from a guy like Dave Anning who you know, never played at that high level but had been coaching here to a guy that had been there, done that. Is it easier maybe a little bit to, to jump on board with his ideas because you know he's been in the trenches before and he's been through those battles and done it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, yeah, his his stats say it all. And he's, you watch him, I think his nickname in Florida was Mr. Playoff or something like that. He's a <laughs> he's a guy that knows how to win and has, has won a lot in his career with coaching and playing. So, I think he, you for sure want to listen to what he has to say because it's probably something important. And I, I, I think it's fair when we look at this season for a lot of people to look at the Dave Lowry influence, um, you know, as partly why the team is playing it the way they are. But I think a big part of that too is the carryover that Don McGilvery brings. Can you just talk about like that that carryover, that consistency, and what it's like having Don as an assistant coach? Yeah, I've I, he's been the D coach ever since I've came along, so I've got to know him pretty good and. I mean, he's a he's a player guy. He wants what's best for his team, and he wants to do whatever he can do to win. And I think him and Dave complement each other well that way. In the fact that the work and the team they want they want us to be happy and want us to play for them. So I think having Don there is a comfortable person and someone who's easy to talk to and has a lot of experience himself. I. It's it's been great. Another former Prince Albert Raider too. He coached yep. the Raiders in the late nineties as well. I always love going to PA, walking down the hallway and seeing that picture of Donnie. He's got these <laughs> big glasses on. He looks like the glass in his glasses could be replaced for the windshield of your truck. <laughs> dog, <I think. laughs> that was just the style. But he's gonna kill me when he hears that. <laughs> and then obviously, like you don't work a whole lot with Tyler Plomp being the goalie coach. He'll be on the ice there. But uh, Mark Delego, does he do much with the with 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 the decor? Oh, he he's a lot. Anything you ask of him on the ice 
or for for tips, he's willing to help. And I think he's the guy that you go ask, I want to take some shots or do some drills before practice, and he's he's laced up and ready to go out and do whatever you, you want him to do and will be willing to pass you pucks or show you a couple tips and tricks that he's picked up playing along too. So, yeah, he's been great. So I got to ask, you picked up your first Western Hockey League fight a couple of weeks ago in Lethbridge against a European of all, <laughs> of all guys. How did that all start? Did you start it or did he start it? Well, I, I, those guys, I think I was playing against Cousins and, and him that night and they're two of their top end scorers. So I was just trying to do my job and be in their face as much as I could. And I think I went to go hit him and he He'd had enough. He got, a, got his stick up in my face. I got a bit of a shiner from it. And then I thought I seen a, a piece of equipment drop, so I thought I better, it's now or never, and I better get the, the jump on him before he gets it on me. <laughs> what did your dad think of that? I know, uh, what about your mom, too? I always love that. Did you get in your first fight? Did your mom scold you about it? Or? No, mom, mom said she was on her, on her feet watching it. so Making sure that, hoping yeah. that you didn't lose any yeah. teeth, probably. Yeah. <laughs> she was watching pretty closely. And You know what, though? That, that's pretty impressive to go now, like, three almost full seasons. Without a scrap. And that's yeah. your first scrap, yeah. yeah. I mean... Well, now that you got the first one out of the way, are you just going to start scrapping for it all the time now or, now or what? I got a taste for it. I think I was a little I – was, I was not looking for it this year, but I wanted to do some because I know it's how I play. It's kind of expected of me, but I think I was almost – it was like, that's it. <laughs> that's all <laughs> that was <laughs> that's, all, that's all it is, but, yeah, it was. I'm glad I got it out of the way. You touched on your, your, your mom and your dad there. Obviously, your dad travels to pretty much every game. Uh, I mean, the guy puts on the miles. Uh, your younger brother, Merrick, uh, plays with the Prince Albert Mentos. He's been recalled by the Saskatoon Blades at the time of this recording, and there is a potential that he could play against you Saturday in that matchup in Brandon. Now, we don't want to certainly put anything in – you know, stone because lots can happen, lineups, whatever else. But if there was a chance for you and Merrick to square off against each other in Brandon, what would that moment be like for you? It'd be pretty cool. I've never had the that, that chance to play against him or with him. So because it's a two-year age gap, you always get the whenever I go up, he goes up in the age group. So yeah, it'd be it'd be something special. I we've always talked about it, and he's he's a pretty big boy and always thinks that he can get the better. Would you scrap of me, your so. brother? I I don't. I think he'd be a little scared. But <laughs> what kind of player is he? He's pretty similar to me. I think he oh, no. he's a oh no on yeah. the Saskatoon oh, Blades. We don't oh, need no. that. Yeah, pretty similar to me. He's a bigger boy, and he likes to play. Plays a pretty simple game and tries being in people's face as much as he can. Yeah, you know what's funny too is we've described you on this podcast before as being PA tough, uh, just for like coming yeah. from PA, just the you know that that character. Um, you play the physical game. You like laying the body. But you don't obviously fight all that much. What's that like trying to ride that line of being physical without crossing it? I think it's just playing the game within its within its limits. I I think there's physical to a dirty point where it's over the line, and then there's physical where you can straddle the line a bit and and be mean, but but clean as clean as possible. I mean, but. I just try to play within the rules and play as hard as I can within them. Like I can just picture hits this year, like uh, one like Marcus Secundiak hits. It, it's it's a big hit, and the other team just goes and they attack him for it, even yep. though it was clean. You throw the big hits, and it's almost as if the guys just don't do that to you. I don't know if it's out of respect, if it's because even though you don't fight, they're afraid of you or, or what. But it just seems like when you lay the big hit, guys just kind of accept it as oh, he just did that. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they know if you're from PA. They don't yeah. like, <laughs> maybe that's it. Maybe maybe they. Just uh, I don't know, but I remember Scoots was a. Uh, I think he was talking to the, the big boys off Lethbridge, Coltrane and Prefontaine, Wilson and Prefontaine, and they're asking about if I fight or not. And then 
I know Prefontaine a little bit from skating with him in Saskatoon. He's like, no, he's just a, a big skill guy that throws hits and doesn't fight. So maybe I have that rep where I'm not a fighter, but I'm, I the game yeah. has changed so much, right? That, yeah. I mean, had you been had you been playing 15 years ago the same way you are now? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah you, I you may as well be... have your name bar in the penalty box. Yeah. Right? Like, <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, like the team needs you on the ice, and you've shown that in the score sheet this year. Uh, you've almost doubled your points now. Now goals are about the same. Last year you had eight. This season you have seven. But your assists, you've jumped from 16 to 35. 42 points on the season. Is that something that's just come with now age and experience, or is that a combination of that playing with your D partners this year? Yeah, I think uh, last year I was swapping out between all the D pairings, and I got settled in with Nate, and I think we got a little bit more used to each other this year, and we know each other's play styles. And then this year also with a little more opportunity being in my draft year and wanting to show a little bit more of my assets, I've been being able to play more and a little bit more on the power play and whatnot. So I think just added opportunity and added confidence and comfortability, I think, has helped me a lot this year. Let's touch on your draft year a little bit. Uh, coming into you know the, the, the latest rankings, you're the eighth-ranked skater uh, among North American guys. Caden Gooley, number seven. You guys had a good battle here this weekend. Uh, when those rankings come out, are, are you looking at it? Are you, are you upset with where you are? Are you happy with where you are? What goes through your mind when you see those rankings come out every couple of months? I think I, I, I take a quick check at them. I don't try to think about it too much. But uh, whenever I see them, I feel pretty happy about myself because I think that's every kid's dream, playing hockey. You get a chance to get drafted and play in the NHL. is That's the, that's the end game. So seeing your, your name on there is, is pretty special. But at the same time, you want to keep putting it up there and get it up there as much as possible so it gets a little competitive when you see that and you know that there's still more room to go. You were saying in the car on the way over here that you've talked to you know, whether it be through interviews or surveys or whatever, probably about 15 or so NHL teams. Uh, what what sort of questions are they asking? Or have you had any really weird questions or anything? Or what sort of things are they trying to figure out from Braden Schneider? Uh, they, I think most of them are just trying to they figure out where you're from and how you were raised and what your parents do. Like just little things like that, getting to know you as a person. Then there's there's the odd one where you'll get a survey and it's like 80 questions asking about. <laughs> where you're like how you organ or do you clean your room up like <laughs> little psychology thick questions like that and i think those those ones are the weirdest ones and the toughest ones to do but but yeah most of them have been pretty straightforward just to get to know me a little bit more so if there was a team in your ideal world if you could pick a team to draft you who's the team that you grew up watching cheering for or, you know is there a, a team that would mean more to you than any other one to get drafted by I think I grew I grew up watching like Vancouver. I remember being a big Louis fan when he was there, and and yeah, I think the Canadian teams. And I think my dad's grand my dad's dad really enjoyed watching Montreal back in the day. So I think those two teams would be something pretty cool to play for. But but wherever wherever it ends up, it'd it'd be amazing. Who are some uh, NHL defensemen who you kind of maybe mold your game after that you would like to maybe play with one day? Yeah, I try to mold my game after Shea Weber, and uh, I think. Uh, He'd be a pretty pretty good guy to play with. Oh, He's a yeah. pretty grizzled guy. And, yeah, I think that's my, my guy I try to be like, be like a little bit. Who would you say is the toughest player to defend in the Western Hockey League? And maybe not just this year, but going yep. back to a couple of years ago. Oh, I remember when, when I was younger, first year, I remember trying to defend uh, Halbiga Watts. Out of Moose and Jaw. that Moose Jaw team, they're, they're tough. They're, they're a fast team. And we're Noah Gregor last year. And, yep. and this year, I think... Uh, Guy like Connor's area or Protus even, who's a big dude. Well, Protus is built Probably, like a forty-year-old man. Yeah, out he's there. built like a man and can can do it all. So, guys like that, they're 
you got to try and do all you can to get in their way. There hasn't been much playoff success since you've been here. Uh, obviously, after the championship year, you go through a bit of a transition. The team makes the playoffs, gets swept. Next year, beat Medicine Hat, but lose to Lethbridge in kind of your younger, earlier stages of your career. How important is it to get into the playoffs? You know, you've returned, you've clinched, but how important is it to not just be there, but have success here now this year? I think you want it as a team. We want to try and get as with the team we have and the new staff we have. We have we've grown a lot as a group this year, especially. And I think uh, you want to go as deep as you can because that, we have a great fan base here, and everyone loves hockey. And and Brandon, we're the team to watch in Manitoba. I think other and Winnipeg too also coming in this year. But but yeah, I think uh, just get in there and get our get our building full and and have that experience for next year because we're coming back with a pretty similar lineup and I think uh it'll, it's pretty important and to show off for guys that give, give them a chance I think when everyone when your team's winning everyone gets individual success that comes along with it so I think uh for in every way it, it helps and benefits us is there any talk between you and Ridley Gregg about the NHL draft I mean you said you don't want to worry about it you're not really thinking about it yeah are you guys you know talking about it at all or do you completely forget about it till the season's over what's what's your approach to that well we talk about it quite a bit we we uh, get put in a lot of we get all the same surveys and whatnot and we get we've gone to dinner with a couple teams together so we obviously we talk about it and is there a bet as to who goes higher (laughs) no there's no bets we just (laughs) keep that keep that quiet i think right now but yeah we're just trying to focus on on our team right now and trying to get as far as we can into the postseason. Is it nice to go through it with someone because yeah, you're not kind of on an island? It is for sure. I mean, you you always have that support with another guy, and you you guys are going through the same thing, so it's it's easy to talk about and to be able to experience it with someone is pretty special. And there's the guys you've played with over the last couple of seasons who have also gone through this. Have you reached out or talked to any of them, or have they reached out now and talked to you about the upcoming process? Uh, I've. I've just like like Burzan and guys like that and Stelio. I remember talking to him a lot about it when he was in his draft or was post draft last year and yeah. and yeah, I mean those kind of guys they've they've kind of gave me an idea of what it's like and whatnot. But yeah, so we're gonna go off there. the board here. We're getting to March, so it's time for March Madness. Everybody loves it. I mean, even if you're not a basketball fan, I'm not a huge basketball fan. I fill out a bracket. I, I love watching every year, right? but I don't get to watch a lot of and it. And people listening are probably wondering where on God's green earth are you taking this conversation? But you guys, you and your family, you know, you've got a connection down in the U.S. <laughs> your cousin, Deshaun Henry, is playing for Bradley right now down in the NCAA, and they have booked their ticket to the March Madness tournament. Uh, what's that like, having a, a cousin and a guy that, you know, grew up close to you, similar in age, to have such success at a completely different sport? Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, he's a... Uh... A man amongst boys out on the court, and well, he's I remember, six, I remember six, two twenty-five. Yeah, he's a rig, and uh, <laughs> I remember growing up with him, and he'd always be—he was quite a bit taller than me back then too. And I remember playing; he'd try to come out on the the skates with me, and it'd be funny to watch him. And then I'm sure he'd be <laughs> laughing at me when I'd try to go one on one with him in ball. So, I mean, it's it's awesome to see him having success at what he's doing, and try to keep in touch with him as much as possible. I'm happy that he's doing so well at it. He uh, dropped a season-high 21 points back on uh, January 29th against Valparaiso as uh, he continues uh, along with the rest of his Bradley teammates. It's not often that you get many Canadians going down there. So he grew up in Saskatoon. Uh, was that kind of the first of your family to to really venture off into the U.S. and go on an adventure yeah, like that? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I think 
I think it was big for Saskatchewan basketball sure. as a whole because there's not a whole lot of Saskatchewan basketball players. But yeah, he's uh, one of the first ones to go down there, and everyone's on full support with him and loves watching him play. He's a he's a unreal, so fun to watch. Six six two twenty five. Yeah, you, you could switch bodies with him. Eh? If you if you if you could, would you take the extra couple inches? I think I would for sure. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's hit him with a couple of uh, fast questions here. Some some quick ones. Yeah, uh, I love these these kind of goofy questions can see a little bit of personality. I got to ask you if there's one guy that you don't want to sit with on the bus, who is it? Oh, I don't think I'm sitting with, uh, maybe, maybe Burzan. He's a pretty loud character on the bus, <laughs> on the bus usually. And he, yeah, he likes to have fun. He's funny. But, uh, when it gets hard to get your rest, trying to sleep, I think it'd be pretty tough to be sleeping beside him. You got to give control of the music to one person. Who's going to DJ? Uh, I'm probably giving that to Karts because Benny, he's the only one that I've ever had in the room, and it's not too bad. So, who, uh, where is your favorite road meal? Post game, pre game, favorite place to eat on the road? Well, being a Ukrainian guy, whenever we get to go to PA, we get the pierogies yeah, post game. Yeah, pierogies and cabbage rolls. Yep, it's pretty good there. Favorite arena to play in, and least favorite arena to play in, other than ours. I think I'm probably going. Could I say PA for yeah, both you can say of them? PA for sure, for both. Yeah. Why yeah, and, and, and why? Why? I like playing in PA because uh, it's always a fun game. Usually, they're always competitive there, and and then uh, it's in my hometown, obviously. But man, does it suck driving there and having to <laughs> having to do that battle against him every time? Yeah. Who's the best guy to room with on the road? Oh, I've gotten pretty. I've gotten pretty used to. I've roomed with Dom quite a bit. And uh, yeah, he he's pretty quiet, sleeps quite a bit, and then has the music going when we're ready to go. So getting ready is fun with him. Toughest weekend you've played with? Toughest weekend in what way? In ways that uh, let, let, let's say if they're on the other team, you would not want to go to battle with them. If it's oh. in a corner, if it's scrapping, just in terms of their their style of play, who's do you think one of the toughest weekends that 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 you've played with? Well, I think uh, I would not want to see Big Perp coming down on me when he dumps a puck in the corner. That would not be a... So current weekend, read purple. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to be going no, into a corner with him either. in front of that train would not be fun. No, that train comes Something off the Something about tracks. his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just scary. That is a scary, scary place. Well, Schneids, while we got you here, we're going to kind of slowly wrap things up. We'll touch a little bit on what's left for Brandon. Five games left in the schedule. Uh, five of them, all of them against East Division opponents. Four of them are at home. The only road game is that first game of the home-and-home home with Winnipeg at the end of the year. Right now, Brandon is sitting one point up on Winnipeg. This could come right down to the wire, Falco, and and where they finish and what it all means. This next two weeks is unbelievably tight. And the, the Wheat Kings and the Ice almost play the exact same team. So there's yeah. only one flip out there. Um, so, Steins, when, when, when you guys are looking at the standings and, and it's this close, is this something that you guys are out of town scoreboard watching yourself, or are you just saying that, no, we got to control our own fates and we can't worry about them? Is that something that you guys are even paying attention to yourselves? We, we pay attention to, for sure. I think it helps motivate us, the stakes, and but... I think uh, if we just focusing on ourselves and doing what we can control is uh, the best way to go about it for sure. But we're uh, we are looking and uh, we know what's what's on the table and what could possibly be a uh, the difference between home and having home ice and not. Yeah, like the the one point difference right now between Winnipeg and Brandon. You come down last weekend, that's a massive four points on the line. And even you mentioned uh, Crow the fact that there's you have five games left, the four home, the one away game. It's it's the game in Winnipeg, which for you guys now. 
I mean, this is again your fourth year of the league. After all the travel to every away game, what's that like? Just have to go to Winnipeg for one game. Is that even almost an away game yeah, for you guys it, at this point? It, it doesn't seem like it at all. It's uh, it's uh, yeah, it's like sweet. Drive in, and being play, able to and come back, back home right? and before one o'clock is, is pretty <laughs> nice, and getting a good sleep for the next night. So yeah, it's not. We're pretty used to that. So, I mean, in, in terms of that ending the year, it couldn't be better for your Wheat Kings. But, yeah, that, that last uh, matchup for that weekend, that'll be a couple of crucial games versus Winnipeg. Certainly, and uh, Wheat King uh, playoff information uh, went out to season ticket holders here in the last week. So check your email inbox, check your uh, actual post office check box. Your post, uh, yeah, check, check your mailbox. All the information's on there. Your playoff packages. Yeah, WheatKings.com, playoff packages, the season ticket info uh, about the Keystone facility fee. All the information is in the packages there for you, so definitely go check it out with the games coming up so this weekend you got the friday saturday you got to regina then saskatoon then wednesday you got moose jaw now that's the last rain check game of the season so any unused tickets from the first rain check night the middle of december game there uh through to this weekend uh, can be redeemed for a free ticket at the box office for the wednesday game and then next saturday that's the last home game of the regular season always a big night it's awards night so pre-game during the game post-game we have uh, the annual awards to present uh plus of course the 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 the, the year-end video which is always special so uh, you know if you're a Week King fan these are the biggest games of the year to come on out it could not be tighter the playoff race so let's hopefully get some big crowds to cheer these guys on certainly uh, we're running out of time so we'll do two prospects of the week next week we'll pass on this week uh, it was going to be Jackson Dubay we'll talk about that next week and Sorry, the email Jackson. even the email we got well. a couple of the re next week but if you got any emails for us it's qweeklyharvest at gmail.com the letter qweeklyharvest at gmail.com uh, again we did get some emails but apologies we'll read them next week but keep them coming we appreciate it. Schneids, we appreciate you doing this, taking time on your day off. We know you got some school, you got to get to some schoolwork and that sort of thing, but uh, no, this was fun. And uh, hopefully you can go back to the locker room, tell the guys it's not as scary as they may think, <laughs> and we can get some uh, some other guys out here. Thanks for having me on. Good luck. We hopefully we'll uh, see you at the ring coming up this weekend for the big double header. And if not, we'll talk to you next week on the Weekly Harvest. Brought to you by Mainline Motors in Verdon and Bertle. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Q Country and the Wheat Kings on Twitter and Facebook for all your Brandon Wheat Kings news. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Harvest.